of primal darkness. Thou who dwelleth in the depth of the universe in the black chasms of night. Thou who bestoweth the mother darkness upon thy faithful to live eternally in her keeping. Thou dost make him most blessed forever. And thou who dost curse with eternal burning light those who transgress against thee. Holy art thou, holy art thou, holy art thou. Manos will be done. I named my kitty Misty after uh, Mystery Science Theater fans. You may, oh, nice. see a, you may see a smallish white streak with a striped tail. Her name is Nettle. Oh, good. I like to see pets in the background. Yeah, and then we also have, you probably won't see him, but we also have a 16-pound snowshoe named Solomon. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got a, a, Nettle is almost six months. She'll be six months, uh, no, she turned six months on September 5th. So she's still a, a little one, fast mm-hmm. and curious and, you know. Well, so, okay, Jackie, uh, this is Aaron. I don't know if you've been introduced Hi, Aaron. to Aaron. She is not. With the glasses. Uh, sorry, I was muted. Uh, Greetings. The shadowy nice. figure is Eli. No. Hi, Eli. Oh. Yeah. The, the mystery. The yeah. mystery. Should, and Eli is the one that you should definitely show your paintings to. Oh. Yes. Yeah, she had a painting that you might yeah, find really interesting. interesting in yeah, I'm doing uh, online mystery science theater classes, monthly classes, and this is our next class coming up. We're doing that. Okay. <laughs> Godzilla. Yeah, we did uh, Mothra a couple months ago. Nice. <laughs> yep. And she has a, uh, uh, what's the name of the turtle? Gamera. Gamera. Yeah. Gamera. Yeah. So, yeah, so we'll give you. It is you wanted to be on this episode, Eli. What's that? I think it's Kismet that you wanted to be on this episode. <laughs> she held up Godzilla. I was like, oh, heck. This is Eli's episode. Well, we'll give you a chance to uh, give a link to that class or, or let people know how they can enroll I in will. that class at the end here. Absolutely. Yeah, as we said, the the Chris Gerbich, who's uh, producing it, he's he also produces the Mads Are Back and the Mary Jo Peel Show. So, um, okay. yeah, I'm in good company. Yeah, cool. Well, Ah, monsters. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Now I'm in my Gamera attire. Oh, I like it. Very nice. Yeah, Bob ah. Thank you for joining us again, listeners, on Yeah, Aha uh-huh with Lisa. And Phil. And our frequent flyer co-host from California, Aaron. Hello. And, and boy, are my arms tired. Um, our assistant co-host, Eli, uh, no. Aaron's son, from also from California. Um, are your arms tired, Eli? No. No. Okay. No. <laughs> um, and you can fly across the country again. I don't, I don't quite understand what you mean. Um, and we are talking about Manos, the hands of fate. Among other uh, things. Yeah. Manos, the hands of fate. And uh, where you're from. <laughs> okay, well, it, oh, it has different names? Well, no, it, it, it's Manos. I mean, you know, it's, it's Spanish, so it's, it's Manos, but, but that's okay. Um, at least half, half people say it's hands hands of fate yes it is we were just talking about my dog is in the film the doberman uh his name was shanka which basically is a native american word osage that 
translates to dog. <laughs> um, now, I wanted to ask you, um, are you related to the Osage? Yes. Uh-huh. I'm registered with the Osage. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and you're in El Paso, right? El Paso, Texas? I'm in Western Oregon. I'm near Salem, uh-huh. Oregon, cool. between uh, Salem and Portland. Nice. And uh, but I grew up in El Paso, and that's where Manos was filmed. But are you, are you near the fires? Hmm? Are you near the fires? Isn't there a fire in Oregon right now? Yeah, yesterday was really weird because it was just like you know half an hour from me, and and it was in a neighborhood that was about to be evacuated. That some former uh, clients of mine. Oh. Did, did. oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, they ended up not being evacuated, thankfully, but that's a little too close. And, mm-hmm. and really, the there's the Willamette River between us. And so even if it had spread, it'd be very unlikely that it would have jumped the river. Yeah. But still, very frightening. It's too close for comfort, right? Close. A few years ago, we had to evacuate for the from the Woolsey Fire. We're in Thousand Oaks, California. Okay. We went down to my daughter's in San Pedro at the wow. time. Now she's up here in Moorpark. Scary. It was scary. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you sent pictures. You were in your office. And Aaron works for Disney, by the way. Oh. And he was in, in his office. And you showed a picture. There was like a, you see, uh, see a fire on the hillside right next to your office. I remember. Oh, that was Griffith Park. Yeah. Yeah. Scary wow. stuff. But um, yeah. Manos, the Hands of Fate is a has become a uh, quite a notorious film um that Jackie was actually a part of when it was released in 1966 and it was done in El Paso um and it's got an interesting history which I've read up on but I'm sure that Jackie could give a better rendition of the history of the film than than any of us could so <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, it was in 1966. My my dad was part of the local community theater and um you know, everybody had their day jobs. My dad was executive director of the South El Paso Boys Club right on the the border, right on the Rio Grande River. And uh but in 1966, he he well, in the theater he always played the lead roles. I mean, he played um John Quixote and Man of La Mancha. He was R.P. McMurphy in One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. He played King Arthur and Camelot. He played a lot of big roles. And what I always find very ironic is that in 1966, he won Best Actor of the Year award for playing uh, King Henry and uh, Henry IV. And I'm looking at the uh, award he won, the statue right now across the room so you know that Manos became known as the worst movie ever made and uh, it's still one of the five on the list and I know it's definitely not there's a lot of really 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 bad films out there and uh, I've been in at least one other one that's way worse than Manos but um, yeah so this this film came out and it happened so quickly that the actors and cast and crew really didn't get a chance to see anything before uh, Hal Warren, Harold Warren, who created it, released it in the theater. And, and it, it went out 
the premiere on November 15th, 1966 was quite a big event. Hal Warren was a salesman and uh, he knew a lot of people. So he borrowed the big spotlights from the local car dealership. He found a red carpet somewhere. He rented a limousine, one limo. And which circled the block, and he had all the cast and crew wait in the alleyway behind the theater. And the premiere was <laughs> in El Paso. Around. Yes, El Paso, Texas, at the Capri Theater downtown. And uh, we should mention it. How's the the creator, director? How? Yeah, he he wrote it, he produced it, he directed it, and he played the the father, Mike, right. in the role. Uh, which you know, coincidentally, was like the worst character in the whole film. <laughs> the most unlikable, I would say, um, which I find interesting. We were making jokes about the youth of his wife and, you know. Oh, yeah. she was only, yeah, Diane Marie. She was literally, she was only 12 years older than me. And oh, wow. I was, so, yeah, that was kind of odd. And she and I are friends. We're still friends. She's been part of several projects that I've been part of in the last you know 10 years but um yeah so the film went off to great fanfare at the premiere but it was so bad that the theater canceled the rest of the run and it just disappeared and for me as a child um it was like the best summer of my life I mean my whole family was part of it I, I played Debbie the little girl my dad was the master and uh, our dog was the Doberman. Our car was in it. My great-grandmother's quilt was on the bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it was more like a family film. Being six years old and getting to hang out with a bunch of grown-ups playing in the desert all night was really a blast, you know? It was great. I wish and, I watched it. Yeah, I adored my dad, and there was nothing better. If I got tired of took a nap on the backseat of the car or something, you know, but, but it was filmed very quickly, like in eight days, you know, the whole thing was filmed on a rented camera that didn't shoot sound, you know, for one thing. So you might've noticed if you watched the film that the little girl's voice is very odd and, and uh, my voice and nobody told me it was dubbed. So I found out in the theater when the whole audience started laughing, my mouth opened up. And this middle-aged woman's voice come up. But you should never run away from us. Debbie, don't ever run away from us. Where did you find the new dog, baby? In a big place. In a big place? Where, Debbie? There was a big, dry place. It was so dark. But I wasn't afraid of the dog. I had all kinds of funny people in it. Where is the place, Debbie? Over here, Daddy. Well... All the women, including me, uh, was there six wives, Diane. There's like 11 people together, but one woman dubbed all the women's voices. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the film like disappeared and I grew up telling stories to my friends and holding on to memories. And then 27 years later in 1993, my dad was living on the coast in Lincoln City, Oregon. And I was in Northern California and with, I was married with my young son and had, you know, had a three-year-old son. And my dad called me one day and he said, you'll never believe what I just saw on television because <laughs> he was a mystery science theater fan. And 
So he's kind of napping, dozing off, and he heard this familiar music, and <laughs> there he was. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, you know, I'd been looking for it my whole life. I called university libraries. I mean, this is all pre-internet, you know, basically, and I just gave, I'd given up, and mm-hmm. there it was. So I immediately turned on Comedy Central, and I called that 800 number that was in the bottom of the screen mm-hmm. and some guy answered the phone named Matthew. He said he was in the HBO offices in Manhattan. And I said, you just played a movie. I've been looking for my, my entire life and my whole family is part of it. Anyway, I can get a copy. So he says, well, what was the name of it? And I said, Monos, the hands of fate. <laughs> and there's this long pause where I thought we'd been disconnected and I'd have to, find the courage to call back and then he suddenly goes oh my god are you debbie (laughs) that was my first inclination that anybody else in the world gave gave any attention to this film or that it even existed (laughs) and since then it's just crazy over the years so many talented inspired projects have come out of it like uh Monos and Hands of Felt out of Seattle, Washington. It's on YouTube. Check it out. Monos yeah, we, we saw, we didn't get to watch it, but it, it looks fun. Hands of it's Felt. Amazing. Are they puppets? And yes. that's, yeah. <laughs> what, one of our questions is, what's your favorite fan version of Monos the Hands of Fate? Well, there's two, actually. Uh-huh. There's uh, Monos and Hands of Felt, for sure. That's awesome. But there's been four stage productions of Monos in the years. And one of them was in Portland. And I just live an hour and a half south of Portland. So I found out that show was going to be happening. It was a comedy. They made the Doberman out of uh, cardboard and felt and had him on little tiny wheels. And they rolled him across the stage and he'd fall over from time to time. And then Debbie, my character, was played by a doll that was carried around on the stage. And when they found out that I lived within range, they invited me to be part of the production. So I got I got retribution. I got to play my own voice from the the light booth. Oh, so you voiced the doll. Yes. Cool. As a middle aged woman. Perfect. And that would make it funny and a little bit creepy. <laughs> yeah. But that was a really, oh, it was such a fun production. They did an amazing job. So I would say those two. But there there was also a rock opera, Mono Hands of Fate rock opera in oh, Chicago. Wow. And wow. like around 2011, or but I never got to see that. Well, that's the next search. Now you got to find that. Yeah. <laughs> found the original yeah, film. I don't we know if find they recorded it. Maybe they were recording. Yeah. yeah. Well, the internet was around then, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we watched the film Saturday. Yeah. In fact, and we watched that. We watched Return of Manos, and we talked yeah. uh, Manos, and we oh, watched. You did great in that. We watched. Thank you. Really good. There, there yeah. was a. Uh huh. So the story is about. It's a horror story, of course, right. and it's about um, a family that uh, is on sort of a trip, course. and they go to. What's the name of the lodge? It's Valley Lodge. Valley Lodge. And they are immediately accosted by a very strange figure named Targo. 
Mm-hmm. And I have to say, tar- Torgo. Your turn to mispronounce. Is that Torgo. Right? Torgo T-O-R-G-O. or Targo? Torgo. 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 Mm-hmm. And um, very in- idiosyncratic, kind of it's creepy, right. but kind of a scene stealer, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His performance was over the top. I mean, oh, but it's really, yeah. it, it keeps you engaged. Yeah, I it's like- He's the one that lampooned on 3K. Yeah. <laughs> I would have liked becomes- to see Tim Conway as the old man versus Torgo in a race. That would have been interesting. But yeah, then Mike- yeah. yeah. And then there's when Mike Nelson becomes a frequent guest star playing Torgo on Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. Well, you know, they Mystery Science Theater and Rip Tracks have both done their versions. Right. Uh, and uh, both Torgo and the master appear at many, many conventions. So I'm uh-huh. I get uh, fan photos all the time. Right. So you're saying, Eli, you're saying that the the cast members of Mystery Science Theater started uh, portraying characters from the movie. So oh of- yeah, yeah. They've had Torgo's Pizza bits on for yeah, yeah. and then there's Torgo the White. Torgo the White. And um, Frank to second banana heaven. Yeah, and a, a fan just sent me. It's on my <laughs> fan page. The Jackie Naaman Jones fan page on Facebook, but that's a really engaging group. People send in all kinds of interesting things, but a guy just posted his Torgo the White that he wore to I think it was it Dragon Con? I, I can't remember which convention, but he wore that it. Convention. And he was pretty excited that he got recognized by four or five people. <laughs> and he did a great job, by the way. I was reading that, unfortunately, the actor who portrayed Torgo never got to see the the finished product, the the film, right? He never did. He died one month before he died, um, yeah, October 15th. And and the film showed at the theater November 15th. He committed suicide. You know what happened to him? I mean. Yeah, he, he put a gun in his mouth. Oh, yeah. Well, that's terrible. He's a very troubled, troubled young man. I think he was uh, almost twenty-seven. He he died exactly a month before uh before his birthday. Hmm. Or, no, a month it was November fifteenth. A month before, a month after his birthday, hmm. and a month before uh, the film showed in the theater. Right. So. He's a celebrity in the 27 Club. He sure is. I I hope he's uh, getting to enjoy this in some form. Yeah. You know, because uh, he's very so. beloved. The yeah. anniversary of Tui Trang's 27 Club death was just September 3rd, so it was very recent. Oh. Wow. Whose was that? Tui Trang, Vietnamese actress. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. How did she join the club? Um, her friend who moved to the States with her from Vietnam was being a very poor driver and she suffered internal bleeding after the car crashed. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Was, oh, that's two people. Yeah. That, you know, when, when one of them gets to live on and suffer with that forever. Oh, that's oh. terrible. Yeah. That's awful. I don't she know was, how you live with stuff like that. Yeah. I never watched Power Rangers, but Tui Chang was the original Yellow Ranger. Was she? Oh, yeah. my kids were that age. I mean, I could, I had no choice but to right. watch the Power 
Power Rangers. I watched the Power Rangers because of my nephew. He was that, you know, he's that age. Yeah, Michael insisted on watching that whenever my nephew Michael, mm-hmm. whenever he came over. Um, so, uh, Targo or Torgo, uh, is, uh, obedient to the master played by Jackie's father. Um, yeah. and he's, and in turn, he is obedient to, uh, Marnos. Yeah. Uh, the, the God Manos. Manos. <laughs> and the master is, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, basically a polygamous cult. So he's already mm. got six wives. But master, you have six wives. Why can't I have one for myself? You are not one of us. Therefore, you cannot have one of them. But I have one now. This one is mine. You will never get her. You have failed us, Torgo. For this, you must die. Right. I'm picturing... I'm picturing Singh from the Adams family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to show you something. Let me just grab it. I know this is not. Uh, so does, yeah. does the Adams family, family predate 1966? It's from 1964. Oh, okay. did you know Star Trek started in 1966? I was born in 1966, and I'm a bit of a Trekkie. Yeah, well, me too. I grew up on the re, re, uh, you know, my, my dad was all over Star Trek. We watched, you know, the original Star Trek. And when Star Trek Next Generation came out, my dad was like, there. <laughs> yeah, my, be- my best friend since high school, 47 years. Uh, she was a huge Star Trek fan. She, she died last year and, uh, but I'm writing a book. I'm writing an adult. You said something earlier before we started about interviewing someone who was writing a children's book. But I'm writing. I woke up from a, a dream about these characters called Mad Grandmas. <laughs> three older women. And, and they've been best friends forever. But one is Angry Mad. And, the, and one is uh, Mad Scientist Mad. And the other one is Crazy Mad. Nice. And uh, I already have the first story. They get caught smoking pot by one of their kids, and uh, <laughs> then they get called on the carpet by it. But it's it's uh, children's books for adults. Cool. <laughs> and, all and, and I found this amazing artist who can just oh, he's he did political art for. Uh, I mean, he can just he created my characters. But, but I wanted to show you this. It's uh, a prop I made. Because I'm an artist for uh, Monos Returns, and if you watch Monos Returns, I was wearing it on my hip. Mm. But in the original Monos, the master burns off Torgo's hand, and he's holding it. Mm-hmm. Made that prop. He also made the staff. He made the painting. He did all the art and props. And uh, anyway, look, I made uh-huh. this oh. is Torgo's oh, hand. Nice. hand. Yeah. Yeah. Look at I got a little. It's like a big keychain. I can just carry it around. Yeah, it's the world's most disgusting rabbit's foot. I know. It's Gorgo's hands. Yeah. I saw that in the movie and I was like, OMG, that's Torgo's hand. Did you? Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Yes. You did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I get to, you know, I get to, in. so in Manos Returns, it's like the, it's, I call it the monosverse because there's so many different mm-hmm. stories that people come up with about monos. It's such a, 
you know, a skeletal script. And so you can take it a lot of different ways. But in Monos Returns, it's a what if Debbie was kept by the Valley Lodge and she grew up within this polygamous cult? What kind of grown up would she be? And in, in this case, Debbie becomes the master. She and, and you know, and in, ironically, in real life, he's my dad. So I would be the next right. master, even though they end the film freaking people out, making it look like I'm the next wife as a six year old. Um, right. And but then we're working on a new project that's just about to come out. You can see the the trailer on YouTube, and it's called The Monos Chronicles. And in that Monos verse, it, the story is, what if Debbie escaped the Valley Lodge as a child and has spent her whole life in hiding, and now she's ready to stand up and get retribution and help other people? Rescue her mother. Yeah, so so check it out. Yeah, I'm very proud of it. All right. Yeah, yeah, definitely very, check very- it out. Looking forward to that. I mean, we literally just consumed all three movies. We had plans to do stuff. We didn't go do it. Did you drink? I mean. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. What's that say about us? A lot of people fall asleep. But anytime I see on a on a fan page about what mystery, I'm, you know, I'm going to date this person. It's our first date. What should be our first movie? And inevitably, at least four people post anything but monos. <laughs> Unless you don't want to see her again, you know, you yeah. don't start it. No, but, but it should be a test. If she's not going to enjoy that with you, you know, if she's a fan of Mystery Science Theater, she should be a fan of that because yeah. the monos movie, it, it really lends itself, you know? Yeah. It's but like, you know, yeah, Mystery Science Theater really. Really, they got some good jokes and they made it watchable. And, uh, but I don't know if you know about the Monos, uh, restoration that came out in, um, I think it was 2015, but, uh, filmmaker, a film student, Ben Solovey, he's, he's, uh, B horror movie fanatic. And so he was buying things on eBay and he found, a couple titles that he wanted on eBay, but he was in LA and they were in San Diego. And so he called the guy about buying a couple titles and the guy said, no, you got to take the whole box. So he bought the whole box. And in that box was the original 16 millimeter film that went through the camera in 1966. I mean, with the scotch tape and the smudges, it was filthy. And it and it had a different title. It was called the original title was Fingers of Fate. Uh-huh. And some, and somehow he knew what he had. He was enough of a fan to, to know. So he did a Kickstarter and he raised um forty eight thousand dollars to restore it. And cool. he restored it as you would any classic Hollywood film. I mean frame by frame, wiping every frame, getting rid of that yellow tape. And putting it together and uh, out of that, you can see that too. Look it up. I'm not sure if it's on Tubi or YouTube. I'm not sure where you can see it, but it's the Monos Restoration. And uh, which cut we saw, but it looked 
fairly good. I remember you uh, from your reading of your book, you talked about how a lot of the scenes that, that were shot at night were almost too dark to, you know, to see. But I right. didn't. In the version we saw, I thought that even the night, it, it was, it looked like it may have been, you know, repaired. But did you I mean, watch it without the riffing? Without the riffing? Without Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, no, we did not see the MSC. Oh, well, then you haven't Our seen own Mystery Science Theater. Right, right. Yeah, we saw yeah. we we endured the, the original. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> endured. Without, I loved. I wait. enjoyed it. No, I enjoyed. I enjoyed. Yeah. Our, wait, my, okay, my, I'm I'm still confused. So, but you saw it with MST, or you no. saw it without MST. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, saw it Mystery Science. MST. No, we did not watch Mystery Science Theater. We did not. We no, saw the exa- we time. saw the. Uh, the clean yeah. version, the, right. you know, oh, the original okay. version. Yeah. But I'm, yeah, well, what I not believe we did watch it on Tubi. No, we watched the re, oh, re, we watched the return on Rube on Tubi. Yeah, yeah. But we watched the original through a means we're not supposed to talk about because we don't. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's okay. But yeah, the the restoration. Um, God, when when Ben got it finished, it was great. He did the. Um, the first theater release of it in El Paso, Texas, at now the Capri Theater where where it originally filmed or showed was um, no longer there. But there's another classic theater right across the street called the Plaza Theater in downtown, and he showed it there to a packed audience. And I was able to go and to it was wonderful to be on stage and talking to people, but. But even Frank, who uh, of MST, who found the film originally and brought it to the, he always said he never watched it again. It was, I mean, it's a miracle the film ever showed up on there because they all had doubts about it. They said it was a very hard film to riff. It, it was hard to get through, and yet, and yet, it became one of their most famous. Mm-hmm. As their fan favorite, probably demanded more out of them. Desert alone is like 15 minutes of material for me. <laughs> I could do a stand up set just on that scene <laughs> where, you know, okay, come on, you can fall again. You're wearing kitten heads, kitten heels. Oh, now it's Mike's turn to fall. Um, you guys should stroll a little slower. Torgo might be chasing you. She was doing her own MST, that's yeah. what it was. She enjoyed it's it because a, she. It's, a, it's hard not to rip a movie like yeah, that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh, go ahead. But the Mads are back, you know, because of COVID and everything. They were Frank and Trace were doing live shows and traveling, but then now they're doing online shows. They're still riffing movies. They have a Tuesday night show, and I can't remember which one is tomorrow night, but I'm going to watch it. Um, but. In December, they decided to do Manos for their holiday show. And Frank had said over the years, I will never do Manos again. But, but I got, I got Ben Solovey to let them use the restoration. So they were, we were watching it together. And even, um, Trace said at one point, he goes, I feel kind of bad for riffing on this movie because this is not, as bad as you know, I mean, because the 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 one they riffed was like because the restoration was so good. Yeah, yeah. but when they watched the restoration all clean, 
like it is. It's, it's, it's a completely different movie. And I say it doesn't make it any better. It's just that you can see all the mistakes so much more clearly. Like you can see the can of lighter fluid behind my dad when he's holding up Torgo's hand on fire. Yeah. And see a beer bottle behind my dad when he's in the house with Torgo because the, the, that just makes it all the better for the kind of movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just the, thought Torgo had a beer before he lay down in the hay. No, that was the crew being frustrated and planting that to see if Hal would notice during this yeah. directing, which it ended up in the film. It's an Easter egg. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But didn't you say that Hal was rather uh, perfunctory doing this? I mean, he was very, he was like really into it and like, like for instance, you said that he was—he didn't really relate to you very much. You know, it was more like here, go do your scene, and then when you weren't there, then it was like you know, you put up a wall. But- yeah, I, I kind of felt like a sack of potatoes. You know, I mean, he just kind of placed me where he wanted me, and yeah. uh, I remember doing my lines and and saying because I was shy, and I'd say, um, "Is that okay?" And he goes. Yeah, it's fine. Let's move on. We'll fix it in the lab. And I said that a lot. And I remember even as a six-year-old, I don't know how he's going to fix all this. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the lighting was headlights from the car and uh, Usher's flashlights from the theater. That was our lighting. I I just have a feeling that you weren't the only actor on the set who felt like a sack of potatoes. (laughs) No, you're right. Probably some of his wives felt like a sack of potatoes because, yeah. I mean, the, the cat, the cat fight that they had lasted about 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of people speculate that was one of Hal's main goals was to have these women wrestling around. So my mom made those costumes as well. And I remember when the women first saw them, they were very hesitant. They were not. You know, that was more than they thought they were signing up for. And remember, nobody got paid. All the women came from the local uh, modeling school, Mannequin Manor Modeling Agency. Wow, Mannequin Manor. (laughs) Yeah. And so they had no acting experience. And um, in the restoration, if you buy the restoration, there's some outtakes and there's an interview with my dad and I and. And there's some extras in there, but but they did have a scene of the women in their normal clothes acting out the, the wrestling scene. By the way, um, the kissing teenagers in the car, that was uh, Bernie Rosenblum, who was the cameraman's assistant. He was also the stunt man when Hal rolled down the hill. But the woman in the car, Joyce, was... Originally, one of the wives, there was supposed to be seven wives, which makes sense, one for every day of the week. But uh, she broke her ankle during the the rehearsals for the wrestling. And uh, how apparently she was when he was his favorite. And anyway, he created that scene to keep her in the film. And also because... Um, you know, the film was all bought and the camera rented, so he had to use just about everything to make it a feature-length film. Okay. There's very well, few outtakes, I'll tell you that. Um, there, there's a couple things that I took note of. Uh, you think of, like, Rocky Horror, where there's things that 
that the people are, are uh, you know, when the people enjoy that, they go to it, like when Frankenfurter yeah, does something, they, the there's a response or whatever. But that's my era. That's my era. We used to go to Rocky Horror we, uh, <laughs> with the yeah. prop, you know. We still prop. we still distribute it. It's uh plays every week in a lot of places. It now does. That, yeah. Now that Disney bought Fox, we uh, it's a Disney Oh, cool property. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but here I was leading Jackie, I'm 6 years younger than you, so you could play my mother. I go. Well, no, Diane was 12 years older than me. But, oh, okay. Yeah. I so, but there's a there's right, a running right. there's a running gag through the three movies we saw. Every time that these cops yeah. would pull up to, you know, somebody at lookout yeah. point, that you know, they would say whatever Maybe it is you're not it. doing. Well, whatever it is you're not doing, go don't do it somewhere else. Whatever you're not doing, don't go do it somewhere else. <laughs> or yeah, whatever you're not doing, don't go do it somewhere else. Yeah. Well, that was the sheriff, and and in Monos Returns, we got everybody who was still living. My dad got to play a role in Monos Returns, oh. and Diane, awesome. who played my mother, I had found her when I wrote my book, Growing Up with Monos, and she lived in Colorado. So through our crowdfunding, we were able to bring her out to Oregon and get her to play my mother again. So the woman playing my mother is the original. Maggie. Yeah. And then uh, the sheriff is the son of the original sheriff, the original sheriff, William Brian Jennings. And then Brian Jennings was our sheriff. So that was really fun. That is son of the family. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have a question actually. Yes. I, I believe I read once before that Torgo, the guy who played him, the prosthetics used on his thighs were extremely painful and that it it caused lasting damage yeah that's one of those myths because remember the film it was done in eight days yeah, he only he only lived a few days yeah I, yeah I, yeah i didn't know that until until the until now so yeah i, I kind of figured it wasn't true the every, his costume my dad created so his coveralls were and my dad was six two and John Reynolds was like five eight so he was wearing my dad's welding coveralls and my dad's desert scavenging hat six and the, the legs were built out of it was just fencing wire you know mm-hmm. that fit inside so his legs went inside the fencing wire that filled. Like, the legs it was bent it was uncomfortable like chain link but, fence kind of like mm-hmm. a chain link fe- like a chain link fence no wire? like, like uh, wire? field fencing okay or like field fencing okay real pliable bendable mm-hmm. and uh and then foam like car foam inside of that so it wasn't just you know he had foam the most uncomfortable thing was he had to you know stay kind of in that crouched mm-hmm. position because of the way they were Bent. And yes, he was on acid, uh, 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 probably most of the filming. Um, but, but anyway, yeah, the rumor says that, uh, it was so uncomfortable that he got addicted to drugs and then killed himself. And I'm like, in eight days, really? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound right. No. Yeah. Let's, let's go ahead and take a break. And then, uh, when we come back, we'll, um, talk with Jackie. A little bit more. There is no way out of here. It will be dark soon. 
most film, most directors and people in the industry are film buffs. I bet that you've gained a certain celebrity from from Manos. What is the celebrity of it? I mean, have you met at any encounters with celebrities that you're fond of or? Anything? Well, you know, uh, Elvira. Cassandra Peterson, she did Monos on her show. Yeah. Well, and several years ago, we were both happened to be uh, guests at the same convention, Crypticon Seattle. And she was across the room and from me, big space. And so I, I went over there during one of my breaks and I was trying to figure out how to sneak in and let her know who I was and talk to her. But she had such a long line of people, you know, there was no breaks. And I could see she had a couple bodyguards. But I managed to sneak around the end of the table and tap her on the shoulder and tell her real quick who I was before a bodyguard could grab me. <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, I'm Debbie from Mono's Hands of Fate. My dad was the master. I just talked really fast. And she, she looked over at me and then she got this look of surprise and she goes, Stop the line. It's very dramatic. <laughs> and then she's like, come here, she come here. Her well. <laughs> oh, she's she's amazing. I just saw her this year too. I went to Crypticon. She's like, I don't know, 72. She's still absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, she grabbed me and we had a nice little chat and she knew the film. She asked some very specific questions mm-hmm. and we got a picture together. And I have to say that was one of my my favorite uh, celebrity encounters, but yeah, going to conventions. I love that. When I wrote my book, I got to go on a book tour and, uh, you know, I haven't done any traveling for a couple of years because of COVID and all, but, but, you know, Manos is growing and, and with the new projects, um, I'm ready to hit the road again and yeah. some film, film festivals. And well, I'm, th- I'm thinking of like, Quentin Tarantino, you know, he has, he has this hobby of like restoring old B movies that he really liked, like Switchblade Sisters and there's some other films that he's done that too. I could, mm-hmm. I could just see you, uh, enjoying that type of, uh, renaissance, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm good. actually, I, I have several ideas. I have too many ideas. I'm starting an artist co-op right now and I'm writing the book Mad Grandmas and I'm doing a whole lot of other things too. But I I have a whole drawer here of stuff. I've been organizing things. I'm planning to do a documentary. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do a documentary about yeah. Mono and and extending beyond my book, which is about the making of it mostly. But I'd like to really extend how the world has been since then and and point to so many of these amazing talented projects. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Eli has an interest in filmmaking and he's been working with, uh, uh, Matthew Alexander, our friend that we've had on who's a filmmaker. Yeah. You and, said earlier that you were using the headlights of a car for lighting. Yes. Which we did for my first film project. Well, okay. We almost, no, we didn't. We almost, we were considering it because the power went out and then it came back on. So we, it wasn't necessary. <laughs> You do what you have to do. Right. Yeah. I wish I watched Manos because I Manos because I haven't. <laughs> and well, now you will. Well, it's yeah, been a while. I, I had fun watching it. 
Yes, I know. The, I we know had we had cycle. a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you watched it on MST3K though, right? Just the host segments. Oh, just the host segments. Okay. I, yeah, I for most of the show. The MST version on YouTube, I, I think. Right. I think every episode is on YouTube. Yeah. There's another treatment too. There's something like uh, thrill theater or something like that, or it's a, a stage presentation where they played the film and these comedians riffed on it. Oh. That's out there too. Riff tracks. Riff tracks. Mm-hmm. Oh and, yeah, yeah. They did. Yeah, they did. Monos riff tracks. That's, that's the same crew as MST. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not it's familiar with MST. That's a split off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Philip and uh, Peyton, Patton Oswalt have a bit of a, uh, um, uh, well, Patton Oswalt doesn't know about it, but they have a rift. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like what? him. I, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't have, I'm, we're not engaged in a death struggle or anything like that. But he reminds me of Tim, and I don't, I don't know for whatever reason, uh-huh. I can't get past. He's, he reminds me of our friend, yeah. and I just, I don't, I don't know. There's something about that I don't really gravitate to he's not allowed to remind you of him yeah. oh okay what's that um, he's not allowed to remind you of him i guess not i don't know he's just you know i don't know there, I, I never even thought about it until... Elliot Gold. he has no clue it's like yeah. it's like a shorter version of him yeah it's like one of those irrational things you know it's just mm-hmm. i don't you know i wouldn't you know that's just yeah he's, I like I'm sure he's a good guy though yeah. he, he had a role on <laughs> mst right so. yes he was tv's son of frank he was son of frank yes mm-hmm Son of Frank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that was the reboot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Well, uh, so we were big fans of uh, Ed Wood. Ed Wood. Cute. Yeah. Where do you think Mano stands up in Plan Nine? The competition. In Plan Nine. Ed Wood. <laughs> well, I mean, Plan Nine and Manos are often referred to in the same. Yeah. Well, I no, I, I have seen Plan 9 from Outer Space. Well, Plan 9 from Outer Space is intentionally bad. They did yeah, that on that purpose. It was pleasant. So, but, yeah. But, but I like Plan 9 from Outer Space. I like that's what I think sets them apart, is one one they did on purpose. So it doesn't, I, don't, I don't really give it the credit that a lot of people give it. Yeah. Now, are you, I mean, are you... Where do you know that from? That's an interesting take, Eli. Because I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought Ed Wood just really made bad movies. Well, for one, there's Tim Burton's Ed Wood, where mm-hmm. he he says that he's going to deliberately make the worst film ever. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's just a pretty famous that, quote right? of his that he wanted he to make make it deliberately as... Yeah, it's pretty common knowledge for those yeah. in the know that Ed Wood made okay. Plan 9 with that intention in mind, not the star passed right in, right after they began shooting. Oh, go see. Oh, go see. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So he replaced him with his dentist and had the dentist do this. Right. <laughs> the difference is Bella Lugosi was like five foot eight and the dentist was over six feet <laughs> and Bella Lugosi had almost no hair. And the dentist had a full head of hair, white hair, and he didn't bother to yeah. make, any change. The same problem as the, as the suit from mm-hmm. six foot four to five foot eight or whatever it was. Yeah. Six foot two to five foot eight. I feel like we could talk, we could talk for, you know, another hour about uh, this movie. It's just mm-hmm. you know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, I want to talk about tangents. the book. Yeah. Is that, is that going to be released anytime soon? 
my book? Yeah, the, the oh, children's book for adults. Oh, that book. I'm just. It sounds I'm like just, an MST invention exchange. Oh, it's going to be so cool. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I'm patterning all the characters, uh, you know, from people I know, like angry grandma is going to be partly my grandma, Mimi, and I even named her Mimi, um, but she's also partly my ex-husband, and they're both Native Americans and both really grumpy people, <laughs> so it's going to be a real fun character, and then, uh, yeah, my best friend Betty, who was, she was kind of crazy and huge Star Trek, she's going to be partly the crazy grandma, but also mad scientist grandma, so it's really fun because I'm doing character development off of people that I know and have known, and I just really look forward to it. And I have to tell you, are we are we like recording right now? Because <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I can say this out loud, or maybe I will. You can, Phil can cut it out. I, I can cut it out if it needs to be. Yeah, it's not <laughs> terrible. Uh, it's something you're not allowed to reveal about the book or anything. Well, no, it's just that. Um, my ex-husband and I, so somebody a few months ago, they were moving and they had some things they needed to get rid of before they moved to Texas because they were illegal. And it uh, turns out this guy had some uh, really pure acid <laughs> that he had. Uh, he knew the guy that had worked with Timothy Leary. I mean, you know, it's like this is like original, yeah, like really pure stuff. Like Owsley stuff, yeah. Yeah, and so he gave me a he gave me a sheet of it, and I, you know, it's one of those things. I'm like, I don't know. I'm gonna get some of my friends together. We'll go up to the park and watch the stars and kind of, you know, I mean, like, get into it. Well, my ex and I, we took some one night. We just, it was great, you know. I mean, it was really interesting. And uh, but then my kids found out. Our kids found out. And our daughter-in-law <laughs> forced us into a family meeting and oh, called wow. us on the carpet mm-hmm. for it, where we felt like stupid teenagers. And when we left, Intervention. he and I looked at each other and we went, well, <laughs> we're not going to make, we're going to make sure they never find out the yeah. next time we do this. I mean, little, it's little narcs. It's not like we <laughs> do it again. I, I would have probably framed it. <laughs> no. And hung it on the wall, and but I don't do that. There'd be a little tab of it yeah. missing every day. I don't need yeah. it. <laughs> you know, it's 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 like this guy gave me a lot, and it'll. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's not something I'm inclined to to get into very often, you know. But but just I just thought it was really funny that the one time we did it, we got in trouble from the kids. That's hilarious. <laughs> Right, right. So that's that's basically my first. That's my first mad grandma story. Only there's there's smoke and pot because crazy grandma found a joint in her granddaughter's room, her 19 year old granddaughter's room. So she took it, and then mad scientist grandma says, "Hey, we should do an experiment," you know. And of course, go. mad grandma's like, "What are you stupid?" You know. But then she does it anyway. So. Well, I think that's a wonderful story. Now, are you a grandma? I, yes, I have four grandchildren. Oh, wow. Which, which kind of mad are you? I'm a little bit of all of them. Oh, no, I'm not mad. Grand- I'm not angry, Grandma. But I am mad scientist, Grandma, and I'm 
crazy grandma. I just turned 63 in July and I just decided I don't really give a shit what anybody thinks anymore. I'm empathic. I have cared too much for too long and it's just time to just be me. And so I'm dressing the way I want to and you know, I like it. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Comfortable. Pardon me. I kind of started doing that a few years back. I was like, you know what? I'm 50. I don't care anymore. Well, good for you. Starting younger. Eli, you had a question? Yes. What would you, what would you say is the difference between mad scientist and mad crazy? Because I, I think of them synonymous. That's right. They're very, they're very close. Um, I have to show you. I mean, I some of the this guys one's, are one's of, one's borderline genius, maybe, and the other's not. Yeah, well, sure. one's more analytical, yeah, and yeah. the other one's more impulsive. I guess, so, yeah. So maybe I, mad genius is. Uh, yeah. that's, that's another way to put it. Yeah, yeah but, but mad but, scientist is the the common. True. Yeah, but Absolutely. crazy grandmas. She's got to live with her kids because you know, she'll tend to wander off and such. And so somebody needs to keep an eye on her a little bit. Terrorize the village and such. Yeah, but she, like, wears mismatched socks and and stripes with flowers. And, you know, I mean, she's she's fun. Idiosyncratic. (laughs) Yes. And Mad Scientist is probably a little bit Urkel, maybe? Yeah, she's just more analytical. But she loves Star Trek. I'll tell you, she's going to, that's going to be. thing about the mismatched socks is you have another pair just like them. That's right. Right. Somewhere. Well, depending on your dryer. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. They do eat stuff. In some dimension. Yeah. That's right. Well, yeah. We don't put our socks in the dryer. Well, and I'm a big fan of the whole uh, multiverse thing. And so I'm sure that's going to play into some of it. And, uh, Crazy Frank might be getting these socks. Yeah. Crazy Grandma will have some theories. But so will Mad Scientist Grandma. It'll be interesting. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like... You have to come back on to plug the book when it's... Yeah, I can't. Right. Well, why don't we wind it down by going around the room with our last questions for Jackie. She's been very gracious with her time. So... We'll start with Eli. Can you... okay. um, let me see real quick. Hmm. Were you taking okay, what, 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 is, what, what would you say is your favorite experience meeting the crew of Mystery Science Theater? Well, uh, Joel Hodgson, um, when I wrote my book, I got a hold of him and asked him if he would write the foreword to my book. And he... Hmm instantly said yes and he wrote like a two and a half page beautiful forward and then when uh gizmoplex got their what three and a half million dollars to bring back mst Mm. i was invited to the the celebrity party in los angeles Mm. and so i got to meet everybody i got to meet jonah ray the new the new host but but uh joel hodgson was there and I had my book and I, I gave him, personally gave him a copy and he signed my book and we have this picture together. And I just, that's, that's one of my very favorite things. Yeah. Met Joel and Jonah in the same place. In the same night. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, all you're missing is Mike. 
Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's like there was there. Well, I was interviewed by Playboy magazine in 2015. It's a seven page article. And the it's wow. called The Battle Over the Worst Movie Ever Made. So that's a whole nother thing we could talk yeah. about later. But I have to get that and read the article. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You should have right. seen it came out when it came out, my youngest son was sixteen and I live in a town of a thousand people, so everybody knows everybody. And he came home from school as a junior in high school. I held up the magazine. I go, guess what, honey? Your mom's in Playboy magazine. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And then I thought he was going to faint. I'm like, no pictures. It's an article. It's just <laughs> that's, that's great. Well framed. I might have let him hang for a couple minutes. Yeah. I couldn't. I thought he was going to pass out. I mean, I, I never saw the color leave a person's face so fast. I didn't want him to get hurt. You know. Surprise! I'm in boy. Well, was it what? What? What was the uh, verdict? I mean, what was? I mean, was there a verdict at the end of the article? I mean, did they determine? Well, go, was, to read it. The battle over the worst movie ever made, and it happened because of the restoration, and then. Hal Warren's son, Joe, came out of the woodwork and started threatening us. And, and then he came after me personally uh, and said that he needed a cut of everything that I did. So like this painting behind me, I, I recreated my dad's work. I created, recreated the master's robes. And I was selling these things that are all in public domain and that my parents made, you know. Right. And so... He was demanding that I give him a piece of everything. And I'm like, seriously, oh, I'm making a good living on this. This is, I do this for the love of monops. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would like to read that now, but yeah. Lisa? Self employed artist my whole life. And this is just one little piece of it. Right. Is there, is there anything that we didn't discuss that, um, or bring up or ask about? that you expect to be asked about or that you would like to have been asked about? No, I think we covered a lot of the main stuff. I just, you know, there's a lot of new things coming up and I'd like you to check out the Monos Chronicles and, and uh, my book is on my, uh, my Etsy shop. And so is the master's robe and coming this fall, I've made a, Master's rose for doggies and kitties, and I'm gonna oh, do that. Cool. They're pretty cute. My new little puppy that I'm getting, I'm gonna make her a master's rose. Yeah, mm. we need some monos uh, gear for our, uh, yeah, we'll our display here. Yeah. yeah, you need a little color there, it's black, yeah. red. You know, black and red. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then uh, the classes that I'm doing on through DumbIndustries.com. He's got a website. A store and we're selling a lot of t-shirts and things and uh i don't have it here but there's this cute little woman's skater's dress it's really comfortable and cute with cans and i have one of those and uh you know what you need to get one of those uh debbie's costume Oh. Well, actually, I, we I I made a grown-up Debbie's dress for something else that hasn't been released yet. It's it's uh, a friend of mine did a short film while my dad was still living, and um, he's promising to finish that soon. But it's a short, and I'm wearing my little Debbie dress, and my dad's wearing a mask. Nice. Cool. cool. 
So, Aaron, mm-hmm. what do you have for yeah, Jackie naming Jones here? I'm on uh, Playboy.com searching for that article. Can't it's, you're it. not going to find it. They, they've they taken it down. I, I, I've i published it a couple of yeah, times yeah. and they haven't. They definitely. Uh, they want me to sign up. Though. Keep, <laughs> oh, yeah. keep asking me here. I hope I hope my all my ads don't change now that I type them. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. I, don't, I don't have I don't have any questions other than um you know do you have anything other than you know other than the book or Manos universe that you'd like to plug? Just um, that I'm doing uh, some new online classes that are non mystery science theater related starting huh. the third Saturday of October. And how do and we uh, how do we get your MST three K classes? Uh, through dumb dash industries.com dumb dash d-u-m-b dash dash industries.com and then there's a whole section for me cool under events and um and on the store you'll see all the models all of your all of your dumb industries are right there yeah (laughs) (laughs) all your dumb industries in one place (laughs) for all your dumb industry needs yeah well man this has been uh this has been fun I really enjoyed it. It has yeah. been. been. Nice to meet you. Very yeah. nice to meet you. You have a good I'm evening. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for being on. You're welcome. Yeah. Would you yeah. like you to watch that movie now? You got to get on yeah, it. Yeah, you got to watch it. <laughs> all right. I'll send you all those links as soon as. Oh yeah, we... that'd be great. You, can, you yeah. can do your own mystery science theater. I believe in you. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Yeah. All right. Good night. Yeah. Good luck with all of your. Future Manosverse. Manosverse. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Even if you hate the, you you know, you hate everything to do with us after this, I still want a heads up about Mad Grandmas. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck with Mad Grandmas. Thank you. Very awesome. All the Mads. Yes. You say you, you say goodnight first. We have social. Twitter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pod. Instagram. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pod. Facebook. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pod. Website. www.yeah-uh-huh.com. So let us know. Hit us back. Have a great week. Hey.